Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association, aka the TVA. We come to you virtually from our homes, and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. My name is Jeanette, and I'm a vegan and a volunteer with the TVA, and our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Barbie Lazarus, who is the TVA's volunteer and donor coordinator. Hi, Barbie. Hello. Hi, I haven't done a podcast with you, so this is very fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Barbie is also an avid vegan baker, which brings us to our guest and topic for today. Ali Lazar is a vegan cookbook author who currently has three books out and one more on the way in January 2021. Her most recent publication is all about vegan desserts, and she's joining us today to talk about vegan baking for the holidays, as well as talking about her work in vegan desserts. Welcome, Ali. Thank you. Um, And also this weekend is the veg holiday market, which is online, but also there's a food crawl component of it. So later on in the show, we'll be talking about all of the things that you can find as part of our holiday market, including a demo by Ali. So we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Uh, But first, we want to talk about Ali's new book, which is called Vegan Desserts. Uh, or vegan dessert cookbook recipes for cakes cookies puddings candies and more which is a really really beautiful cookbook so congratulations on what I know is is a ton of hard work and love I'm sure went into this (laughs) absolutely thank you so much yes there was a lot of um, a lot of butter vegan butter a lot of butter sugar flour and love (laughs) that went into creating this book for sure Well, Barbie and I were lucky enough to sample a few recipes from this cookbook. And one of the things that I did notice was the things that at least that I baked had that very like buttery consistency to it, like very warm and rich and like that kind of uh, buttery flavors. Um, But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, So I noticed that like my overall impressions was that there's a lot of a lot of things in this cookbook that. I have never seen in a vegan cookbook before, like a lot of recipes that are, uh, are ambitious or like just really interesting. And like, I would never think to try and veganize them like New York style, black and white cookies. You have like chocolate lasagna, you have a whole chapter about spoon desserts. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your approach to this particular book and why, why you took on this whole life of vegan desserts and what and how you narrowed it down to these kinds of desserts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think, yeah, there are definitely a lot of very different desserts uh, in this book. And the, the idea for that was sort of born, it was kind of a two pronged thing. Um, my take on following a plant-based diet and having a vegan lifestyle was that um, Basically, is that anything you can make, I can make vegan. And I don't want to ever feel limited um, because I choose not to use animal products or byproducts. I don't want to be limited in that I I can't eat this anymore. I can't have that anymore. So my challenge to myself has always been, how can I take that and make it vegan? And when my editors and I sat down to plan this book, we were very conscious of the fact that there are a lot of really amazing vegan baking books out there. And we didn't want this book to just be another baking book, you know, cookies, um, breads, muffins, cakes, stuff like that. We wanted it to be very different to stand out. So we wanted to make sure that we were giving types of recipes that are unique, that are different, and that covered like a wide variety of desserts. Like to your point, we have a whole chapter on spoon desserts, and we have a chapter on no-bake and frozen desserts. And 
Um, we sort of came from it from that angle. I love vintage desserts. Um, I love really old school baking. I collect vintage cookbooks. And I think there's kind of that vintage feel in the book. You know, the, the designers really worked to give it that kind of vintage look. And so I wanted to pull recipes that were like from my childhood um, and even my pre-vegan days and turn them into desserts that everybody can enjoy. Um, whether you follow a vegan lifestyle, if you have a dairy or egg allergy, or even if you're an omnivore and just, you know, curious about having really good desserts that don't have dairy or egg in them. Barbie, what were your impressions of the book when you first had a look at it? Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's interesting what you said about, um, like the, you know, anything you can make, I can make vegan and veganizing your favorite recipes. Cause yeah, there were so many unique things in here that I'm wondering, like, so for example, one of the things that I made was like the apple pie cookies. Is mm-hmm. that something that like, I've never heard of that before. Is that something that you have heard of and ate as a child? Or did you come up with that yourself? And like, there are all these things with like pretzels mixed into them. And like, like Jeanette said, a chocolate lasagna, like, is that something that you had as a kid? Chocolate lasagna is, um, it, it, and it's a dessert that goes by a lot of different names. Some people call it chocolate lasagna. Um, I've heard it called death by chocolate. I've also heard it called better than sex pie. And we didn't really want to put that as the title. My editors were like, you know, this is a family friendly book. Um, but yeah, that one definitely that, um, was inspired by, um, like potluck and picnic desserts that I'd seen and had growing up. And the apple pie cookies were just kind of a fun twist. I was sometimes I would, I like to play around with like, let's take, you know, a well-known dessert and just, you know, stand it on its ear and see what we can come up with. Um, so that's sort of where the apple pie cookies came along from. Um, I'm a huge fan of apple and <laughs> especially in the fall, like I, I prefer apple baking to pumpkin baking. So for me, it was like, how can I play with apple pie and do something completely different with it? Um, but yeah, but a lot of them are really like, you know, childhood cookies. Like I, I know, um, you mentioned at the beginning, like the New York style black and white cookies, my dad was born and raised in Washington Heights, New York. And when I was very small, my grandparents still lived there. And I have very distinct memories as a small child of going to visit them. And my grandmother would always go to the bakery and get me black and white cookies. Um, and it was just one of those things that like, it really stuck to me as a childhood memory. And I'm like, they're an iconic New York dessert. Um, and I thought, well, there's no reason I can't make these vegan and enjoy them again and then give them to my kids. So I think that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from. It's interesting what you said about um, also like, you know, taking something like an apple pie and um, turning it into a different kind of dessert. The way that you just described that sort of made me think of like some of those like Food Network baking competition shows where that is the challenge. You know, it's like the thing right? is apple pie. How many different ways can you make an apple pie? So, yeah, right? and I loved that those cookies. They were so like they were really like kind of light, like, do you know what I mean? It was just like the perfect after dinner dessert and you kind of felt like you could eat like five of them, but it just was very like refreshing still, the fresh, the fresh apple, yeah. For sure, for sure. A lot of years, I spent a lot of years just watching Food Network the way most people sit and watch like binge Netflix. So yeah, yeah, and that's always like, you know, yeah, I I feel like I have this inner dialogue in my head when I'm in the kitchen testing at recipes. I'm like, okay, today's theme is this. How many different ways can I cook with this thing or that thing or so? Yeah, there's a little bit of inspiration from there as well. Um, and I know Barbie, you're also a fan of all of the baking shows. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of some of them, but I don't have uh, Food Network or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, something that Ali that you brought up when you said you that you collected like vintage cookbooks, 
And this gets into the topic of like vegans appreciating like non-vegan sources of baking, like the TV shows and the cookbooks. How do both of you enjoy uh, watching that kind of media with a vegan lens? I, I think it, for me, it's interesting. For me, I look at it as a challenge and I'm like, you know, my, um, my daughters like are obsessed with watching cooking shows with me. Um, and we always look at it as we're watching the recipe and my eldest always like, okay, so mom, what would you put in there to make that vegan? Um, and I think it's interesting because I think good food is good food. And there's a lot that, um, there's a lot of things that we, we can learn in terms of vegan cooking from looking at the non-vegan world. I mean, most of us started out as non-vegans and I certainly learned how to cook in an omnivore kitchen. Um, so it's just kind of, I look at it and going, okay, well, I wouldn't use that protein, but that sauce would be really good with this vegan protein, or I could do this with it instead. Um, so, you know, I, I like to look at it as a challenge. You know, Ina Garten is one of my favorite chefs and literally there's never anything on her show that's vegan, but um, you know, just trying to, I veganized a lot of her recipes just by going, okay, well, I don't need to use that. I could use this instead, but the concept is still really good. So from my point, I enjoy it because I find it's just, it gives me different ideas that I can now take into my vegan kitchen. And I think also now today, there's just like, there's, you know, it's so easy to just use a vegan version of something. So I find that it's like, it's kind of almost, I mean, a little less so with like savory shows, obviously, if someone's cooking, like, you know, chopping up a raw piece of chicken or something it's not quite as appetizing but with baking shows especially it's like watching them really doesn't have to be much different than if they were doing vegan like vegan baking it's like if they're putting in a cup of butter then you know that you're just going to put in a cup of basil or earth balance butter sticks or like if they're using milk you're just going to use you know soy milk or whatever milk you like to use um you know or a flax egg so I find that yeah it's pretty easy to just like I've never I'm a big fan of Anna Olson and I feel like I've never like I've never veganized one of her recipes where it didn't work to just like replace like you know the eggs with you know a flax egg or something like that so so true it's it really is you know and I remember early on like just like oh vegan baking is so difficult and I'm like it really is a seamless transition um, it is so easy to just, you know, swap a plant-based butter for a dairy-based butter and, um, you know, choose a non-dairy milk instead. And yeah, I've never come across anything either that hasn't worked in, in the vegan realm. So, I know when I first started vegan baking, I think one of the tips I heard, uh, I, my go-to chocolate chip cookie is by um, Isa Moskowitz and it's just one bowl and one fork. And I've tried a number of, of other vegan cookies, but this is the one I always go, go to and I get the most compliments on. <laughs> and her, her video, when she uh, uh, outlined the recipe, she said, well, you don't have an egg that's masking the flavor. So the vanilla comes through the richness mm -hmm. of the sugars come through like the, the, how it's um, mixed and, and creates this like caramelly type texture. It's like the, not the non-vegan things are there to, uh, they almost overpower the cookie. Right. So that's why every like chocolate chip cookie I've seen, that's like non-vegan, it's like brown butter and do this. And it's like a million steps and you've got to like, you know, refrigerate the dough for 28 hours. And like, that's not, no, that's not going to no. happen. And if I want cookies, I want them in now. 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I really appreciate like, it was, it's the easiest recipe and it's the most delicious recipe and it just happens to be vegan. Mm -hmm. And I think it has an advantage over some of the other recipes I've seen or have tried in the past in my, uh, you know, pre-vegan days. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Speaking about veganizing things, were there specific recipes in the book that uh, had more of a challenge for you to veganize? Like what was the one that kind of like was tearing your hair out, but when you finally got it, it was amazing. I think it was um, the strawberry custard Napoleons were an interesting one to try and veganize because custard is one of those things that is an egg-based dessert. And I think when you first try to approach custard from a vegan perspective, you're like, I just don't know what to do, you know, to, to give it that taste. And I started out playing out just with like vegan um, vanilla puddings. And I thought, okay, well, you know, but one of the things that we really wanted to do with this book is to keep in mind that not everybody who reads this book or who reads necessarily another vegan dessert book has access to ingredients, all the ingredients that we may have. Like we're fortunate to live in a city where we have a huge vegan presence and vegan grow. We have specialty vegan grocery stores and our mainstream stores are stocked with vegan products. And it's really easy to go get bell soy vanilla vegan pudding, <laughs> right? Or this like that. But you know, somebody I, I get I get emails and, and messages from people all over. And you know, I got a message from someone that said, I live in this really small town in Alberta and I can't get any of these things. How do I make this or that? And so trying to keep that in mind, it was like, okay, I need to come up with a homemade version for this because not everyone has that sort of access. Um, and you know, I kind of struggled with that for a bit because I'm like, okay, how do I get the flaky layer? How do I get that creamy custard? Um, and I actually got inspiration from my lemon curd, which is uh, in the book for my uh, lemon squares. And I made started those. Playing- did you? They're my <laughs> yes. favorite dessert. <laughs> that was the very first fancy dessert I ever made as a non-vegan. Wow. Oh. Um, and I was like, but once we, I'm like, I have to veganize this one. And it took me forever to nail that lemon curd. But once I did, I was like, oh, um, this was just like so good. And so I took inspiration from that to do the vanilla custard. And when it worked, I was like, oh, this opens up so many desserts now, you know, <laughs> custard on its own. It works in puddings and it works in the Napoleons and it'll work in a trifle and just so many things. I think that was one of the ones that I was like really kind of proud of when we got that one. I was like, yay. That's so funny how you just described um, the lemon bars you said as the first fancy um, non-vegan dessert that you made because one of the things that I thought about that is like yeah I what I even when I saw when I was going through the book and I was like picking the recipes that I wanted to try Mm -hmm. it was like I wanted to make them and I know it's my partner's like favorite dessert are lemon bars but I was intimidated just by you know thinking lemon bars oh it's going to be so hard and I couldn't believe how easy it was like it was just like so simple. And so it's amazing that you can make something that people think of as fancy and they think it's going to be difficult, but it was like actually such a wonderfully like simple recipe. And I was, I was like, I was also just as the baker following the recipe, I was so proud. <laughs> like they turned out, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe like, yeah, these really turned out so good. That's awesome. And that's totally our goal with the book is that we wanted to approach it from the perspective of not everybody reading this book has been, baking you know a either baking for a very long time or has been vegan baking for a very long time so the recipes had to sort of appeal to every level of baker and and also just to sort of demystify you know that myth that that vegan bake that baking in general and that vegan baking in particular is just so damn difficult because it really isn't so i'm yay so i'm so excited that that recipe works so well for you I had a chance to try those as well when I, I dropped by the TVA to, to pick up a book and, and Barbie and I exchanged some items and it was really, really delicious. And I also made a lemon dessert. I made the lemon poppy seed cookies, nice. uh, which, yeah, which I like, I always have poppy seeds, but I never use them. And then I saw that I'm like, <laughs> I should be making lemon poppy seed things all the time. 
And the, the lemon poppy seed cookies, like it also had a glaze on it, which I think just kind of took it over the top. And again, it was very, very easy to make. And uh, the strawberry custard Napoleons, I see here, there's like, there's four ingredients. Yeah. Um, like it's the puff pastry, and, which is store-bought and then the vanilla custard, which you can make and mm -hmm. then the strawberries and powder yep. triggers. So yeah, exactly. so it's, it's very simple. And it's funny how that's the one that was like, the most difficult to, to veganize. I would also request for some future edition of uh, another book, um, Portuguese <laughs> custard tarts, because that's oh, difficult to for me to find. I have, those are on like my bucket list, if you will, of like <laughs> things I need to veganize because I used to love them as a child. And I'm like, I need to figure out how to veganize these. And I just, we didn't, I didn't have, haven't had time yet for that, but I'm like, that's like on my long range plans. I absolutely have to figure out how to veganize those because I think okay. that would just be like a total aha moment. Excellent, you have to tell me, or I can be one of your testers if you'd like. Amazing, perfect. <laughs> I'm always uh, so, looking for testers. <laughs> uh, so vegan custard tarts were something I grew up with and it was always at holiday celebrations. So I wanna ask everyone about their classic holiday baked goods and what they enjoyed in, in as like in childhood and how you found a vegan version of it and, and how you bake around this time of year or maybe other holidays as well. It doesn't have to be just December, but what are your, what are your go-to holiday desserts? Um, I guess for me, I mean, for, so for the Christmas season, I mean, for me, it's cookies and I'm just, I'm a total cookie monster. Um, I love cookies. I love baking cookies for having small kids in the house. Cookies are a really fun thing to bake because there's almost like an instant gratification. They don't take long to whip up a bat, a joe. They don't take long to bake. Um, and it's a great skill for little kids to have. And it's a great way to get them in the kitchen helping. Um, I do like cookie gift baskets for friends and family. So I'm always, I pick like six or seven different cookies every Christmas season and just make a ton of them. Um, but growing up, I think, um, for the holidays. So my family now, we celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas, but growing up, we only did Hanukkah. So for us, it was jelly donuts. It was like fried jelly donuts, which are a Hanukkah staple along with our potato latkes. So um, when I think back to the holiday season, for me, that's kind of, you know, jelly filled donuts are, are sort of my, my nostalgic childhood memory. It's funny because I, um, so I'm also Jewish and celebrate Hanukkah and I had never until I feel like Jeanette, you were the first person to draw my attention to these jelly donuts. I had never heard of them or had them. And now that we're having this discussion, I'm trying to, it's like, my mind is drawing a blank. I can't think of anything that stands out. I'm like, did we just get like chocolate cake for Hanukkah or something? Like, right? I really can't or chocolate remember. coins. <laughs> yeah, of or course. Those little gold chocolate coins, which I actually had to hunt down. I couldn't find any here online. And I actually had to, my dad lives in South uh, Florida and I actually had to send him to a kosher grocery store in Florida. Oh. It's like, ship me up a box of the non-dairy, the parv ones, please. Oh, so you I know, can Ali, my kids. Ali, those are all over now. Like if you go to anything, I, I believe like any like Sobe, not, not any Sobe, sorry. I always just, because in Thornhill, the Sobe's is in like the yes. Jewish neighborhood. I always, yes. <laughs> growing up, I thought that Sobe's was like a Jewish store. <laughs> right. Realize. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like any of the grocery stores like around Thornhill and stuff, they have like... The, the same brand that makes the regular Hanukkah gelt, yeah. they're wrapped in blue 
paper. They so they do, and, and, and it's funny because Sobeys in Thornhill. I grew up around the corner from okay. that Sobeys, and it is my mainstay for um, accidentally vegan baking stuff. Because mm. like, all their chocolate chips are parf, which means that they're non-dairy, um, and so I get all of them. But just because of uh, COVID, we've been doing all our grocery shopping online, mm. so we haven't really been out in stores. So that was my challenge because in normal years I would just head up to Sobeys or even the if you're more like in the city uh the no frills at Bathurst and Wilson is also has a oh, huge kosher set. section Thanks. yes amazing kosher section and they're a lot closer to me than the Sobeys is um but we've just been um we're we've just been very uh, careful to not be out much we have some high-risk family members so mm. we've been doing more online and I was struggling because I couldn't find them on Amazon or anywhere that uh, did them and Good Rebel didn't have any um so I was like, oh, what do I do? I'm like, wait, I have a dad that lives in South Florida in West Palm Beach. I'm like, go to, the, <laughs> go to Glass Kosher and send me a, you're sending me stuff anyway, send me a box of these. But, but yeah, Sobeys um, in particular, um, no frills at Bathurst and Wilson, um, and actually sort of any of the supermarkets around the Bathurst and Lawrence area. I would absolute treasure trove for um, <laughs> <laughs> vegan baking supplies. <laughs> So you mentioned that um, cookies were a staple around this time of year. And I think that's also my go-to. I, uh, I make rugula, which I know is not, not specifically related to, to Hanukkah or Christmas or anything, but it's just my favorite cookie that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, I and rugula. yeah, so I do like an apricot walnut one. And then I also last year made a, a Nutella one. Like I made my own Nutella and then... Whoa. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you know the the blog pick up limes she i use her yeah. nutella recipe which is just hazelnuts roasted with and then blended with dates and cocoa powder and coconut oil a bunch of stuff and then it gets kind of chunky so you can actually like roll it out between like two pieces of parchment paper and then i put it on top of the the rugula dough and I don't know, it worked out well it was really delicious and Amazing. i i know this year it's going to be a um, different because of COVID and I'm not going to be distributing the cookies as I usually do this year. Um, does, does anyone have any ideas of like how they think vegan baking might change or adjust because of COVID? I know you mentioned already that like you, you had to, you have to buy everything online, for example, for groceries, but is there anything else that you can think of? Um, I mean, for me, it's, we're just like, like you said, the the shopping online, I think that desserts are going to be, I think people are making smaller desserts this year because we're not, most of us aren't getting together um, to celebrate. So I think just from that perspective, I don't know, like, you know, I'm looking at dessert recipes going, okay, how do I half this or quarter this so that we can still enjoy it, but I'm not left with a ton of it. Um, you know, I, I think for me, we're still, I will still do, um, cookie baskets, like for some of our close family, but it's literally, you know, kind of nicky nicky nine doors, drop it on the doorstep, ring the doorbell and run um, because we're not seeing other people. But um, I, I think that'll be sort of one of the challenges is like, how much do we do? Because typically we'd make a ton of Christmas stuff and you share it with everybody. But this year we're sort of being encouraged to not get together um, over the holidays. So I think it'll just be baking, but sort of in a smaller capacity, at least for us. Yeah. And I think the other, uh, on the other end of that, because you're at home and you have time, even if it's a smaller thing, you can make something way more elaborate because 
what else are you doing? Right. So (laughs) I think I've mentioned in previous podcasts that I've, I've made bagels this year, which I would never do because it's like, oh, it's so fussy. So I made my own bagels, but then I made my own cream cheese and my own carrot locks to put on top of it. And I was like, I made everything on that plate. You made brunch. (laughs) Yeah. Brunch. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had nothing else to do that weekend. So, which is fine. Yeah. Like you may kind of make your own projects and, um, and, and bagels like that, you know, then you just throw the rest in the freezer. So you don't like, cause mm-hmm. I just live on my own. So I'm not going to eat a ton of bagels all in one go. So, uh, so those are also the kinds of things like maybe on Christmas, if you're not able to, uh, to go to your family's gathering, you can take the time to make something that, you know, you're not, you're not making an entire Christmas dinner and have all these other things on the go as well. So you've got a little bit more time and space in your kitchen to maybe make a chocolate lasagna. Or <laughs> <something> <laughs> no, exactly. From, or from a Allie's black, book. yeah. Or, uh, you know, um, one of the favorites um, in our house is the Black Forest cake that's in the book, which was, you know, the first time I showed a picture of that, you know, I had a bunch of people say, oh my God, Black Forest cake can be vegan, you know, because it's one of those things that, again, you don't think of as have I ever had a vegan version of this? Could it even be done? Um, and it, it's a very pretty show-stopping kind of dessert. So yeah, if you have the time, because we're not cooking giant holiday dinners or going from party to party, um, it, it's a fun thing to try as well. And a fun idea too that um, I've read about is like if you are doing any sort of like virtual or Zoom, um, you know, holiday get together with your family and stuff is doing like a... Um, a door drop of food so like you could still have like you know it's like okay mom is going to prepare the entree and I'm going to do the dessert and you um you know go and drop off the food so that um when you get together on zoom you are actually all still eating the same food together and so now that you mentioned like cookies that could be something that could work really well because you could actually just drop off cookie dough with the mm-hmm. like baking instructions and then everyone could bake their fresh cookies and eat them together I'm just thinking aloud as I'm talking. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I think we saw a lot of that at Thanksgiving. I know quite a few Mm. people that did that for Thanksgiving, um, both here and family and friends that I have uh, in the States as well for their Thanksgiving, did a lot of that. Like somebody prepared the main and somebody made sides and somebody made a dessert and everybody dropped it off on doorsteps Mm, and then you have your Zoom gathering to eat it. So yeah, that's a a cookie dough drop is a fabulous idea uh, for like a socially distanced uh, Zoom Christmas. So speaking of Christmas and the holiday season, we will talk about the veg holiday market coming up. But Ali, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to let people know where that you can where they can find your books and and what your books are, and also what's coming up in January for you. Absolutely, thank you. So um, yeah, so the vegan dessert cookbook is my third published cookbook. Um, the previous two titles are Ali's Kitchen Comfort Food, which was. Um, my first foray into writing cookbooks and it really kind of captures all the family favorites that I've been making in my house for years. Um, my second book is the budget friendly vegan cookbook, which has 145 recipes that can easily be made in under 45 minutes with ingredients you already have in your fridge or pantry, um, which came in very handy uh, during lockdown and COVID times when we're all home more while cooking more, but we're also sort of all watching, you know, how much we're spending on groceries um, right now. 
and I said the vegan dessert cookbook. All three books are available pretty much wherever books are sold. Um, they are available at Indigo. Um, they're available through Amazon, um, through independent booksellers as well. Um, if they're not in store, they're available online and it's very easy for bookstores to order them. Um, so pretty much anywhere you can um, find cookbooks, you'll find my books. Um, and there's a link on my um, Instagram page to the Amazon feed where you can find them there as well. Um, and my newest book, which is coming out in January, is called Plant-Based Diet in 30 Minutes. And the whole premise for that book is that despite being home, whether we're at home and our kids are virtual schooling and we're working from home or we're back out in the workforce right now, um, it can be really hard sometimes to get a really good sort of nutritionally balanced vegan meal on the table every single day. So we compiled 100 recipes that take... Um, for the most part, 12 ingredients or less and it takes 30 minutes or less to get from stovetop to table. So I'm very excited about that book. It's got a lot of really comfort foodie dishes, but with a very sort of um, healthy plant-based focus on it. So it kind of counteracts all the calories that we're gonna intake from the dessert book. Um, and um, I'm very excited about it. So it's got a lot of things like soups and stews and sandwiches and uh, stir fries and noodles and stuff. Things that you can really um, leverage your pantry, leverage your, your fridge ingredients, leverage great whole foods and put together in 30 minutes and make a delicious meal for yourself, your family. Um, and that one is coming out, I believe the on sale date is January 12th. And that will also be available at Indigo, Amazon and anywhere else books are sold. Oh, fantastic. And it's right in time for uh, Veganuary. Exactly. Wherever you pronounce that. <laughs> being, right, exactly. In January, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's the perfect timing. And it, it's also the perfect timing because coming off the, the Christmas holiday season, we've all had so much wonderful indulgence. You know, it, it'll be nice to kind of see a, a salad on the plate or something green. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of perfect timing for that. And they're, they're, they're easily accessible recipes. So whether you are an experienced plant-based cook or you're just like veg curious and looking to add a little bit more veg into your meal and you've never cooked anything vegan before, um, the recipes are easily accessible. So there's nothing intimidating, nothing that would scare you away from it that you think, oh, I, I can't make this. Um, they're all recognizable dishes, things that are familiar, um, but just have a really great plant-based lens on them. Great. All right. So we'll also link to all of that in our show notes as well over on the, the blog at veg.ca. Uh, so the veg holiday market actually begins on December 12th and it lasts a whole week. There will be a vegan food crawl, online shopping and online auction and free virtual cooking demos and talks. Uh, so Barbie, do you want to talk a little bit more about the, the veg holiday market? Sure. Um, well, like, uh, like Jeanette mentioned, um, yeah, there is. So the vegan food crawl, we have, I believe about um, something like 11 or 12, maybe 13 um, vegan businesses around Toronto who are participating. And so the idea is there is uh, a Google map on the website and, uh, you know, challenge yourself, see if you can uh, get out to all of these places for takeout, um, you know, in the next, in the next week or so, we've got some really awesome uh, businesses participating, Parka, uh, Globally Local, you know, I won't bother to list them because it's on the website and you can check it out. And then we also have a vegan gift guide. Um, if you are, um, yeah, staying home more um, and, and aren't comfortable with takeout, we have, um, you know, again, more than a dozen businesses that are doing um, online delivery. 
Um, and some of them are food businesses as well. So for example, Chocosol is participating as both a vegan food crawl location. So you can go in and pick up uh, takeout directly. And they are also in the gift guide. So you can also order to have that delivered to you um, online. And um, Ali's participating in a couple of ways as well. So we also have online uh, free cooking demonstrations and a couple of talks. So Ali, maybe you want to give a brief description of your uh, cooking demo that's up on the website too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for this demo, we are doing a holiday twist on one of the recipes in my vegan dessert cookbook. So I'm kind of combining Hanukkah and Christmas on this one again, and we are doing a donut recipe. Um, but I am being a little bit more health conscious of this and that we're baking them, we're not frying them, but um, we're doing a Christmas twist on donuts. So uh, the demo is um, a gingerbread donut with a cinnamon maple glaze. So we're gonna walk through how to make the batter, how to prep it um, and how to bake these lovely donuts that you then dip in this amazing glaze and you can add sprinkles to them or whatever. And it's a really great holiday treat. It, it, it's a fabulous dessert. It's also a fabulous brunch or, or sort of you know, grab a cup of coffee in the morning and have a donut type thing. So yeah, I'm really excited to share that recipe. I created it just for uh, the holiday market. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. And uh, Ali's also contributing to our online Simon auction. So that just runs the first two days of the market. Um, so starting tomorrow, so December 12th and 13th, there's an online silent auction. Um, there are some gift cards from local vegan businesses. There are some cool, um, unique items. We've got a dehydrator up on there. There's a cat uh, crazy cat lady package with uh, all kinds of cool things in there. Um, I won't even tell you, you've just got to go check it out. And Ali has generously donated a book bundle. So it's all four of her books, including the one that she just mentioned that doesn't come out until January. So um, you will get that early. So check that out. And the website for the Veg Holiday Market, I don't think we mentioned it yet, is vegholidaymarket.veg.ca, or you can go to any of the TVA's social media and you'll get all the details there. And again, it's starting on December 12th and it's lasting the whole week. Um, so thank you, Ali, and thank you, Barbie, for joining us today on the podcast. It was great to, to chat with you. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to be here again. And you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. Find out everything you need to know about what we do at our website, veg.ca. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg Out. <laughs>